Creating a vision, seeking our passion Great cat, compassion, fashion Made in the US, eco-friendly High quality without getting all spendy We create the best, bringing it to you Shirts, coats, wallets, everything we do Dress with compassion, we're a vegan store Gravecat.com for more Hey, Grape Cats. I'm James Lucas, and welcome to episode 16 of the Grape Cat Vegan Fashion and Business Podcast. Yeah, creating a vision, seeking our passion. Grape Cat, compassion, fashion. Made in the U.S., eco-friendly. High quality without getting all spendy. We create the best, bringing it to you. Shirts, coats, wallets, everything we do. Dress with compassion, we're a vegan store. Grapecat.com for more. Please follow us on Instagram at GrapeCats. More and more people are looking for good quality clothing, bags, and accessories that lessen the impact on our environment. GrapeCat makes it easier for you to find the top quality animal and eco-friendly products. At GrapeCat, we do the research that saves you time and money. If you're looking for products that make a difference, visit GrapeCat.com today. And while you're there, make sure to check out our events page to see where we will be next. On today's podcast, I talked to Laurel Templeton, CEO of 30 Second Success. Laura has watched many people struggle with their 30 second commercial, also known as an elevator pitch. She has met a number of people that won't even consider networking as a way to increase the business connections because they are petrified of having to stand up and speak in front of an audience. If you are having a hard time with your pitch, Laura has a simple four part tip to make it better. Here is Laura. Why does someone need a 30 second pitch? Many people really utilize the opportunity to network, but more importantly, when you um, have to answer that question, so what do you do? People find it really difficult. And creating a really good pitch that's really comfortable for you to remember quickly when you're faced with that obstacle, especially in a business environment or in a social setting um, for business, it really helps. How do you help people with their 30-second pitch? I've developed a program that really helps people understand the formula behind a 30-second pitch and get comfortable. A lot of people really think that they have to over-educate their audience on what they do because they may not have another opportunity to share with them who they are and how they help people with their product or service. And what I find is a lot of people, or a lot of people really struggle with being able to communicate effectively what they have to offer. So what I did is I, over years of just really working in the sales field, started getting more and more comfortable with being able to create a pitch and studied a lot of other professionals who share insight on how to, to get your message out there. Um, and I found that there's four key components to your 30 second pitch that really help you get your message across. And what are those? Um, I help people understand that, that, you know, everybody, when you work with a client, your client has a particular need or service that they need you to fill. And then I help you understand what your solution is and then the call to action and who you are. And it's that four basic components of that, that message that you need to get across. 
What inspired you to start this business? Um, I've been a student of personal growth for a long time, having been in sales and direct sales and utilizing networking as part of my marketing strategy for a long time. And over the years, I've just really been able to connect with a lot of people on a personal relationship level. And when I stepped into a leadership role with a national organization that helps women in networking, I found that um, you kind of look at people in a different way um, because you're in a, in a position of helping others just really grow their business. So what happened was I just started looking at a lot of the people that I had gotten to know over the years just in a different way and saw them really struggling with their 30-second pitch. and started offering my, my services and, and helping them to be able to do what they were struggling with, just be able to communicate effectively in that 30-second time frame that is allotted in a lot of the networking environments and being able to communicate who they are, what they do, and how they can help others. And using that 30-second pitch to get to the next step. A lot of people don't understand that your 30-second pitch is not to educate everybody in the audience of what you do, it's really to grab their attention and get them to want to know more about you. And basically helping them to come into that, you know, that next step of going into those one-on-one -on -one meetings where you want to, then you can really share with them what you do. There's a difference. How do you shorten a pitch? Shortening a pitch um, is really important in a lot of settings where you have, you you know, a lot of times you walk in and they'll say, oh, you only have 10 seconds today. or when somebody does ask you in a different setting, um, so what do you do? You may not want to tell them every, you know, all the details that you normally would in that 30 second period, but um, what I do is encourage people to go right to what your solution and who you are. And that really is effective in getting across. So when you really know what your solution is and how you solve people's problem, that really communicates effectively across all boards, whether it's you know, a long drawn out story or if it's 30 seconds or if it's 10 seconds. How do you lengthen a pitch? So in lengthening a pitch, when you have an opportunity to have a minute or two minutes to talk, the best thing is to share your experience, to really tell a story, something that um, has how you've helped a client or a customer successfully solve a problem that was a big struggle for them. And really being able to communicate that in a way that connects with people's heart. I find that so many people disconnect business from emotion. And when you can connect with people on a heart level, it makes such a huge difference because communicating with people and building relationships is really about being able to reach their emotions. People make a decision with their emotions, not with their mind. They, they make it with their heart. When you can talk to their heart and really help them understand how you can be a solution for them and, and come alongside them and partner with them to get them to where they need to be in the next step within in their business or service, just really makes a big difference. What do you do when you network with the same people? A lot of times I find people that have just kind of gotten stagnant in networking. They feel like they're networking with the same group all the time. They've been part of the same group. Everybody in that group knows what they do. In essence, they're, they're feeling like their commercial's kind of dry and it's not getting them any new business. Um, what's really interesting is our businesses are over, always evolving and we're bringing new products and new services into what we do. And um, obviously for you with bringing in new designs and sharing your, your vision for where you want your company to go, it's really important to be able to communicate that. So after a while, people have the habit of just saying the same thing over and over again. They don't think of anything fresh or new to add. 
your, your solution is still going to be the same, but your story might be different. You might have a story about another client that you've helped or done something different with, or you may have a new product that you're introducing, or your company may be going in a different direction and you want to share that. So when you're in a networking group with, with people that you've been um, with for a long time, you want to start being able to communicate beyond them. And what I mean by communicating beyond them, get them to think about who they know that may need your, your services as well. Ask a lot of those questions. Hey, who do you know? I know you guys have all used my services. Who do you know that could benefit as much as you did? You know, start asking to go beyond and looking for those referrals as well. That's a big thing. The other thing I recommend is, you know, look for other networking opportunities. Look for those speed networking opportunities, those business card exchanges, different networking groups that may, you know, your ideal clients may be showing up at. Ask a lot of your ideal clients where they're networking and follow them. Ask them for an invite. Hey, say, you know, if you're if they go to a chamber and you're not involved in a chamber, ask if you can come as their guest. They'd be honored to have be, bring a guest. It, it makes them look better within their organization and at the same time it will help you as well. Just connecting with different people. How often should you change your pitch? Um, your pitch, your pretty standard format pitch, once you're really comfortable with it, you'll find that it can be pretty, it can be your go-to pitch. And what I tell people, if you want to change it, change the pain point. You know, there's there, change the pain point, change the question that you're asking. You know, if a pro, whatever problem that your clients may be facing, put it in a different way, you know, word it in a different way that might grab somebody's attention. For instance, I have a client who just absolutely loves helping people and she, she makes cookies. It's like, okay, these cookies are beautiful and wonderful, but you know, everybody knows she makes cookies. Well, she started talking about, okay, Dar what do Big Bird, Darth Vader, and the, um, the Cookie Monster have in common? I'm like, okay, you can figure out Big Bird and Cookie Monster, but what the heck does Darth Vader? And she, her thing is, I put them all on a cookie because she decorates these cookies beautifully. So it's just a different way for her to bring in you know, the different things that she could do and getting people to think differently about, oh, what can I do with a cookie? Um, same thing, you know. You want to be you want to be looking at how you can just bring in the different things, the different problems that you solve for your clients, and then again going back to what your solution is. The other thing um, that's big in networking, and a lot of people ask me how to do this, is how to play off the audience. In a networking setting that I belong to, there's several other video there's several videographers in the group. And what I'll do is a lot of times I'll be talking about SEO or, you know, getting, you know, using your phone for video when they're doing workshops and things like that. Um, I can literally, if they go before me, I'll play off of what they've said. And, and what I mean by playing off of it, I talk about how I help people with their 30 second pitch and they say, hey, you know, these guys over here just mentioned SEO. You need a great commercial for that. I can help you. It's just another way of tying in what you do, but now you've brought in what they call those power partners, people that can draw you into their business, help you build your business at the same time helping themselves. And it's it's those power partnerships that really help you in, in building those networking. But you need to help people see that. You need, you need to help paint that picture of how you can partner with them. So by bringing their, that into the conversation and that into your 30-second pitch, it's like, oh yeah, I need to work with her. Now you've planted that seed. 
So learning how to bounce off your audience, it really, really is helpful in, in that networking environment. So your goal is really to, at networking to see how you can help someone else grow their business too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, one of the things that I teach my clients is you've got to make it all about them. Um, whether it's about your clients, whether it's about the other networkers that you're networking with, your business needs to be, you know, you don't want to be talking about all about yourself. You want to make it all about them. What happens is when we become from a heart of service and serving others and what can I do? What can I do? How can I connect people to you and your business? It comes back tenfold. People are, are very grateful when you're willing to help them and not expect anything in exchange. What are some things you should or shouldn't do at a networking event? I think you're referring to a blog that I just sent out about the top 10 things of what to do in networking, which was actually a parody on what you shouldn't do in networking. So there were some tips in that um, blog that were about networking and you know how you should show up things that you shouldn't, you know, shouldn't do and shouldn't say, you know, some of the things that you shouldn't, you know, you obviously want to show up as a professional. You don't want to show up in natty old jeans. And, you know, even if you're a painter, show up in a clean sweatshirt with your logo on it, show up very professionally, be willing to help others and serve others. Some of the things that I tell clients is, you know, when you are networking in a networking environment, get to know the other people. Look at the opportunity that you have in front of you. You've got a room full of people who are willing to, they want to know about your business because that's what networking is about. Getting to know the other people in the group so that you can refer them and in exchange they can refer you as well. So make a point to start connecting with people from the group. One, I usually will identify two to three people that I want to have a meeting with after, after the fact and I make a point to try to connect with people on a regular basis in between meetings so that I get to know them. Those one-on-one -on -one, one -on -one meetings are very critical to your business because you get to know people and you find out way, you know, different things about them that help you to connect them in a way that you may not have even realized was available prior to meeting them one-on-one. -on -one. You know, there's a, a woman that I know that has uh, Oxygen Oasis, hyperbaric oxygen therapy, that she does amazing work with autistic children and veterans because of the inflammation in the body and in the brain that really affects how we operate and they're doing amazing work. Well, I know two different financial advisors that work with, one works with families that have autistic children. That's like his favorite thing to do to make sure that those children are taken care of long after the parents can no longer take care of them. You know, God forbid something were to happen to the parents, setting things up so that the kids are taken care of. And then a gentleman who helps veterans. Well, I definitely had to connect them so that they can refer their clients to the hyperbarics because the hyperbarics, you know, Oxygen Oasis can really help these clients in a big way. So it's just getting to know the different people. And I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't gone into her offices and seen the chamber and, you know, she went, literally went through her website with me and explained all the different things that they, you know, all the different problems people have that they can help. Lyme's disease, you know, just a ton, a list. If you ever get a chance to go on her website, it's amazing the things that they're helping people with. And, you know, so it, it's just amazing to see the change. And there's so many things that you and I have talked about, you know, over what, the past year and a half that we've been networking together and, and really connecting with other people. And just even some of the things that we've done together at, at events with Jamie Broderick, it's just so amazing how you can connect people and looking for those opportunities and networking is big. 
you know, who, who can you connect? And that, that makes a big difference when you're showing up. <laughs> One of my favorite things from the list was respect the time. Because I've noticed oh, when I go to networking events that either people are going way over their time or that they're promoting two businesses at once. Right. Which mm-hmm. I think were both no-nos on your list. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Um, and you're absolutely right. Respecting people's time. When when you go over, your when they, the allotted time is 30 seconds, and you go over not... Not only are you disrespecting the people in the room, you're also disrespecting the moderator. Uh, and a lot of people don't even realize that they're doing it. You know, they just think, oh yeah, the, you know, 30 seconds, it's just a time. It, it's really, but more importantly, what happens is when you stay under 30 seconds, people notice. I think the first time I did my 30 second pitch and because of what I do, it's like, oh, people are like, ooh, you know, because I was able to stay. But people notice and people are literally watching the clock. They want to make sure that you're, you know, you're who you say you are and you're going to, it's a, it's a commitment to respecting them. And that's the first step to building those relationships. So people actually notice when you stay within those 30 seconds. The other thing is, is there are, you're absolutely right. There's a number of people who do an amazing job and they have multiple businesses. It's very difficult to tie those businesses into one. And often people think, okay, I have 30 seconds for one business and I have 30 seconds for the other business. And that's not the case. You're one person, you get 30 seconds, not not a minute, you know, not 30 seconds for each business, it's one. So learning how to pair those multiple businesses into one 30 second pitch does take a little bit of work. Um, but it is possible, and there's you know a couple different ways that you can do that, and that's something else that I'm able to help my clients with. I've had a number of clients who've struggled with that for a long time, and they know how frustrating it can be to be able to effectively tie more than one business together. And is that when you look at the group and just decide to make a choice on one business or the other, which to pitch, or do you think you need to pitch both at every meeting? No, I think, you know, it, it really depends on the group and that's why it's really important to get to know the people in the group um, because you can tailor your 30-second pitch, especially when you do have multiple businesses. You can, you know, if you're showing up on a regular basis, you can, you know, one week. I have one gal that what she does all year long, she talks about her nutrition products. But when we, it comes to, to um, Christmas time, when there's a service business, she starts talking about her shop.com business. Because shop.com at Christmas time and the different holidays where people are shopping online and can save money, it's a great opportunity for them. So those are the things, you know, she, she chose to separate the two because she's really, her nutrition business is a big thing. But what we've done is work together to now start marrying those two businesses in a way that she can talk about being a nutrition coach as well as a shop.com franchise owner and bringing the two together. So she's very comfortable now in networking settings where she can bring the two together and offer it every time. So now people see her as, oh yeah, she's a nutrition coach and she does shop.com. It's not an either or anymore for her. Whereas before it was such a disconnect when she switched from talking about nutrition to all of a sudden shop.com, people go, oh, wait a minute, I thought she did nutrition. Did she quit? And it wasn't that case at all. It was just that she had another service that she could offer to people and she didn't know how to marry the two. So now she has a really good commercial that she can marry the two. And I, and I don't really think, you know, you can um, present to networking. And, you know, if, if you do have multiple businesses, you can separate the two depending on the group. Um, but it's, I think it's more important to 
introduce them together as, as often as possible. What has been your biggest struggle? You know, I think the only struggle that I really feel um, that I'm struggling with right now is having enough of me to go around to help as many people that are asking me for help. That being said, is helping people to understand that formula and really stick with it. There's a number of clients that have worked with me in a workshop setting. And what I found was after the fact of, you know, in a workshop setting is very different from working one-on-one. One-on-one, I write three to four. Actually, you know, it's more than three or four. I wind up writing a whole bunch of commercials for you that really are tailored to who you are, what you do, where you network. When in a workshop setting, it's different because we do, you know, I go over all the components, how to use them, how to put it all together, and then everybody gets an opportunity to put it together. They walk away with and practice it within the group and get some feedback. Um, What I find is that after after a period of time, it almost seems like it's not reinforced enough because we only had two hours to work together as opposed to being a client and having a couple sessions together and, and really having those 30 second commercials and understanding how they use or how they're used. Um, I find that a lot of times they start reverting back to, you know, not using that formula. And it's just, so I, I have to get, I personally have to get better at helping them to remember that formula and whether they change their 30 second commercial or not is fine just making sure that they're not missing those key components. And a lot of times people drop that call to action very quickly, I don't know why. Um, the call to action to me is the, the really important um, because people need to be told what you want them to do and how you want them to respond. And so often in, when people are doing their 30 second pitch, they forget to tell people what they want them to do, whether it's schedule a call with me today, visit my website, shop on my, you know, shop on my website, order cookies, whatever it is, you wanna tell them what to do. And I always tell people, make sure that you end with your name and your company. And it's funny because some of the people, that's like my main tip. Whenever I do even do a talk, I always tell people, make sure you end with your name and your company. Reason being, you remember the reason, right? Yeah, because no one's listening at the beginning of your your 30-second speech. So they really, the only thing they will remember is that your name and the name of the company at the end. And I've noticed that when I do mine, that it's made a difference. People are actually listening by that point. Right, right. Because a lot of times you've said something along the way that really grabbed their attention. There, now they're going, "Who, who is he? What, what does he do?" And what happens is, it seems like a lot of people will kind of drop that off and revert back to the old way of saying your name and your company first, and then not. It was very interesting. I was in a networking um, meeting the other day that I was running for Bucks County Business Association. And one of the girls did her pitch, did a great job. She did the pain, the solution, not one of my clients though, just so you know, (laughs) did the pain, the solution, no call to action, didn't say her name. And the next person like hesitated, like she was waiting for more. She didn't, it was, it was almost like she was waiting for a cue for her, her turn to go. And by not saying, you know, this, the person in front of her, by not her saying her name and her company, the next person didn't realize she was done. She was, she was waiting for, to figure out whether she was done or not. So it's almost like you're adding that cue at the end as well to the next person to go to, which I never really thought about it that way. So that was kind of interesting to watch and to observe. What is your biggest victory? 
Um, I think my biggest victory is when I see my clients standing up in front of a group and all of a sudden they've gone from being terrified, being in front of a group, to having all this power, this confidence of who they are, what they do, and just really nailing their pitch and just feeling great about it. That, to me, I get chills when I think about it. Um, that and um, I had one of my clients because I also write bios for people. One of my clients, she called me up. She said, "You made me cry," and I was like, "How did I do that? What did I do?" She said, "No, I read my bio, and it." She said, "It was as if you had written it, but it was me writing it. You wrote it that it was me writing it. You totally got who I am." And that was huge for me because it's very important for me to connect with my clients. Because when I write, even in the commercials, I want to write it, at, it, it from their perspective. So I really take the time to um, get to know who my clients are. And that, that to me was huge. That was, that was a big moment for me. Yeah, I, I know when I was working with you that we really worked on every word and how I would say it. So even if you wrote it, when we went over it, you kind of switched it and like, does that make sense? Does, you know, does this word make sense? Does, would you say that? Also, now that I've learned that you should be using the words that your client use. So it doesn't even come down to you, what you say anymore, that you need to start using the same words that your ideal customer is starting to use. Right, right. You need to be speaking in a way that speaks to their heart. So what words are going to trigger a response from them? So that's a really good point. What are you grateful for? I am grateful that God gave me this gift. I really feel like I've stepped into an opportunity to help, I want to say millions of people because, you know, I think of thousands, but then I think of millions because it's, it's just that ripple effect. You know, how many people can you reach? How many people can you touch? What, but what blows, my, blows me away is just that my clients, just to see their, that struggle gone is just so huge for me. And just having that opportunity to do that for people is just, I just want to, you know, I just want to help people. That's, to me, I just, this is a gift. And I want to share it with everybody. What is the best way for people to contact you? Um, you can visit my website, which is 30secondsuccess.com, and it's 30success.com, or they can reach me. Um, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, LinkedIn as well, or my number is 215-801-6750. Thank you. Right. Thank you so much for having me, James. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Grape Cat Vegan Fashion and Business Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can find the show notes at grapecat.com. Do us a favor before you go, please take a few seconds to rate this podcast. It is a key way to get this podcast higher in the ranks, which will make it more accessible to people who truly need this information. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. Make sure you never miss a future episode of this podcast by subscribing. If you have any questions or guest ideas, please send them to podcast at grapecat.com. Thank you for dressing compassionately. Creating a vision, seeking our passion. Great cat, compassion, fashion. Made in the US, eco friendly. High quality without getting all spendy. We create the best, bringing it to you. Shirts, coats, wallets, everything we do. Dress with compassion, we're a vegan store. Grapecat.com for more.